hey there praise god yeah i really want to praise him for enabling you to get a chance to listen to this audio because jesus said that no one comes to me except when my father has enabled him some people began with us this journey very interested but right now um Satan has put hindrances and you know let me tell you something about God we just create time for God we do not wait for free time to be there because trust me when you get the free time you it will be there but then you'll find other things to do in it or you will rather be bored and lie on your bed and do nothing than going to God so it is us to create time for God when God notices that effort you put in he also comes running to you. Today we're going to talk about storms, the storms in our life, the storms that Satan brings. And the first secret I want to tell you about these storms is that a storm can't be there forever. There is always a calm after. And when Satan brings a storm, immediately after a storm, there is a calm. There is a blessing waiting at the end of the tunnel. But we tend to forget that we some people do not know it and that is where we end up sinking or drowning in the storm and yeah we lose our focus on god and tend to focus on other things when problems come our way we start to say god where have you been when this has happened and yet we forget that for everything certain intends for bad god changes it for his own good when Joseph, his brother, sold him to slavery, they thought they had done the worst. But God changed it for the better, and Joseph ended up in a beautiful destiny. At the end of his prison sentence, there was where his blessing was. That was the storm. He went to prison. But the moment he stepped out, he was walking into his greatness. He was walking into his destiny. <coughs> Excuse me. So, you realize that most times when something great is about to happen, there is first a storm. Because I've told you the devil sees in the spiritual realm before things happen in the physical realm. So he already knows what God is bringing towards you. And he tries to prevent you from reaching it. You look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He had always been telling his disciples and people that I will break the temple and build it in three days. He had already told his disciples that I will what I will I will be killed and I'll rise from the dead. Even sometimes Simon Peter told him, Jesus, when Jesus talked about his death, Simon Peter told Jesus, Um, Jesus, I won't let that happen. I'll protect you. What? Everything. And then Jesus told him, Get away, Satan. Because he knew it wasn't Peter speaking, but Satan was speaking through him. So all this time, Jesus knew what was going to happen. But when he was close to his goal, the devil filled him with sorrow and anguish. And in that garden is where he almost gave up. So that is what Satan does to us. When what God has planned for us is almost reaching us, we tend to give up. We say, ah, what, what, kumbe, it is just nearby. Now the devil has seen it before you and he says, let me disrupt them so that they don't get it. We're going to look at Acts chapter 7 verses 54. This was Stephen. 
Stephen had served God diligently. So he only, if you and me only expect that when we serve God, only beautiful things are going to come. But let me tell you, the most beautiful blessing God has for us, the best thing God can grant you is eternal life, making it to heaven, because that is eternity. These things on earth can be there today, tomorrow, they are no more. So Stephen, let me read it. Um, Acts chapter 7 verses 54. As the members of the council listened to Stephen, they became furious and ground their teeth at him in anger. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw God's glory. And Jesus standing at the right hand side of God. Look, he said, I see heaven opened and the son of man standing at the right hand side of God. Meaning, he's the prize we are all working for. He had, he had already seen it. But what happens after? With a loud cry, the members of the council covered their ears with their hands. Then they all rushed at him at once, threw him out of the city and stoned him. The witnesses left their cloaks in the care of in the care of a young man named Saul. They kept on stoning Stephen as he called out to the Lord. Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He knelt down and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not remember this sin against them. Now what Satan wanted Stephen to do is that while these people are stoning him, he would curse them, he would complain to God, God, I've served you all my life, why should I die like this? Uh, the moment he, he would have done those things, he, would, he wouldn't have gone to heaven, but he knew where he was going. And when they stoned him, oh, I think even died with a smile. He just told, he just said, Lord, receive my spirit. Do not judge them. He was already happy here earlier when he saw heaven open. He knew where he was going. That is the storm Satan brings when your blessing is just nearby. Mark chapter 4, verses 35. Now here we're going to see a real storm. On the evening of the same of that same day, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they left the crowd. The disciples got into the boat in which Jesus was already sitting, and they took him with them. Other boats were there too. Suddenly a strong wind blew up and the waves began to spill over into the boat so that it was about to fill with water. This storm was there before verses 5 whereby Jesus heals the man with a mob of spirits. So the devil couldn't afford for all these so many demons in this man to be cast away. Satan already knew that Jesus was coming to heal this man. He had turned him into a nuisance, living in the graveyard, cutting himself with stones. That is how Satan puts us in a very bad position. He doesn't want God to meet you, to heal you, to change your life. So he put a storm because he knew Jesus was coming. But Jesus, that is when he calmed the storm, went to this man, healed him, and everything else is history. When you look at Matthew chapter 27, verses 39, you hear Jesus had already been crucified. People passing by shook their heads and held insults at, insults at Jesus. You were going to tear down the temple and build it up in three days. Save yourself if you're God's son. Come on down from the cross. These are the things people are going to tell you. You said you were born again, that you're a child of God. How come this and this is happening to you? Just know your testimony is soon. Your come is very soon. Mm-hmm. When you go to chapter 4, verses 41, 
In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law and the elders jeered at him. They jeered at him. Most of these religious leaders before used to backbite Jesus in secret. They would never abuse him face to face. But at this point when he was about to receive his victory, they wanted him to probably curse at them and say, you people, you are seen as me, I'm a child of God. But wah, the man was very clever. He didn't reply them. When you go to verses 44, even the bandits who had been crucified with him insulted him in the same way. But Satan can bring a storm. Eh? In every angle, everyone is just pointing fingers at you, insulting you. And yet all you've ever done is be faithful and love God. But I am telling you, after all this was over, he died, rose again. And because of that, you and me are here today. And there are so many blessings he has in store for us. If only we do not spoil the things by paying attention to the storm Satan brings. When we look at Matthew chapter, chapter 14 verses 28. Mm-hmm. It says, then Peter spoke up, Lord, if it is really you, here Jesus was walking on water, order me to come out on the water to you. Come, Jesus answered. So Peter got out of the boat and started walking on the water to Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he was afraid and started to sink down in the water. So at first he was walking. He was confident. This storm hadn't just come. It had already been there. Peter was at first confident because Jesus had called him, just like Jesus has called me and you to serve him, to worship him, to praise him. And at first we are always confident when you still have that fire burning in you. But then when Satan saw that this guy was about to reach Jesus, ha, he made him realize the storm. He doesn't say the storm started then. No, the storm was already there and that was the reason why Jesus was coming to them. Verses 30. But when he noticed the strong wind, why didn't he notice it before telling Jesus, call me? He would have said, ah, let me not step out of this boat. There is a storm. No, after him walking some small footsteps, when he was almost reaching Jesus is when he noticed the storm and his faith sank. So you know the promises God has for you. You're almost reaching them. That is when you realize that you have this problem, you have this illness. You realize that this and this didn't work out, and then you lose faith in God. You're almost reaching the Lord's hand. Do not give up or else you sink. Matthew chapter 4, verses 2. Chapter 4, verses 2 says, After spending 40 days and nights without food, Jesus was hungry. Here is when he went to fast in the desert. Then the devil came to him and said, If you're God's son, order these stones to turn into bread. Imagine, after the 40 days, he's about, God is about to send his angels to serve Jesus. Satan comes there, chap, chap, before the angels come to serve Jesus and tells him, because he knows he's hungry, turn them into bread. And so on the other temptations we know. But Jesus was very clever. He did not fall for it. He waited, and soon after the devil had left him, the angels came to serve him. First Samuel chapter 27 verses 1. Here, David, remember he had been anointed a long time ago, about 15 years ago. He was close to becoming a king. And then because Saul used to persecute him, but he said, uh-uh, I am tired, let me give up. David said to himself, one of these days Saul will kill me. The best thing for me to do is escape to Philistia. Now, some of you, these dreams of, what should I say, backsliding, 
the cows and snakes uh, those things that represent witchcraft and cultural backgrounds and then dreaming about dead people and then sexual dreams where you see these spiritual husbands and wives are haunting you and god is about to rescue you to save you from that from those spiritual battles but then when you're close to them you give up on your battle and you want to run away do not give up keep praying keep seeking god your your victory is very near ella just celebrate me sometimes when i'm about to record an audio that's when i get a sore throat that is when these kids start making noise that is when someone wants to piss me off and i'm going to quarrel and yet i can't preach when the spirit isn't when i'm not in the presence of the spirit when i say such small things i just speak in my heart because i know that devil is listening i tell him satan i know you're very near but i am stopping at nothing to record this because i know there is someone who god is preparing to receive these words and the words may heal them may change something in their life so be cautious the devil is always near watching your victory he's in the spiritual realm he's seeing what god is preparing so he comes he tries to fix himself when you look at Genesis chapter 15 verses 1. After this, Abraham had a vision and had the Lord say to him, Do not be afraid. Abraham, I will shield you from danger and give you a great word. So we see here God telling Abraham, I'm going to give you children. In fact, Abraham asked him, Is it Eliezer, my slave, going to be my servant? Because God had promised him so many descendants. And God told him, No, I am going to give you your own son to inherit you. But then the devil knew that God was going to give Isaac abraham isaac very soon when you look at verses chapter 16 (laughs) ella satan used passed through sarah trying to kill god's work abraham's wife sarai had not born him any children but she had an egyptian slave woman named hagar and so she said to abraham abraham the lord has kept me from having children why don't you sleep with my slave banai the previous chapter god had told abraham i'm going to give you your own son in fact verses 6 says abraham put his trust in the lord but then when the devil says god is bringing something great he tries to interfere so that you don't get to that thing now stay on your guard because when sarai gave this woman there she became a problem to her and in the end she was the same person who told the husband to sleep with the woman but in the end she was unchasing away the woman treating her harshly so make sure you do not bring onto yourself things that you're going to regret be patient love god avoid self-righteousness where you say me god i've done this and this why isn't this happening why don't i get this no avoid that it isn't good try not to complain when you look at moses he was about to reach the promised land then he said complaining and god told him you see moses you won't reach that land so were the israelites all they wanted their life was to live to reach the promised land but then the devil put in them complaining sadness worrying now they said saying i wish we we would go back to slavery we were better off the other side and yet there were the same people who were suffering in egypt and they failed to reach the promised land so do not be a victim and miss out on the land of Canaan. Keep focusing. Be persistent. God is on his way. Actually, he's very near. You're not seeing him because you're sad, you're complaining, you're angry. There are so many weapons the devil uses. Let me see here in my notebook if I can see them nearby. But because of time, he uses worrying, he uses sadness so many weapons the devil has but do not give in stand your ground god bless you